Entrepreneur on Fire 453. Mix a little inspiration with perspiration and a dash of Entrepreneur on Fire. Now you have the ingredients to success. Here's the master chef, John Lee Dumas. Funds are tight. I get it. But if your business thrives off from phone calls, then you've got to go to evoice.com. You'll get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Whether you're starting a business or looking to protect your family, LegalZoom has award-winning services developed by some of the best legal minds in the country who can help. Visit LegalZoom.com today. Enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Dan Shaw-Bell. Dan, are you prepared to ignite? I'm pumped. Yes. Dan is a Gen Y career and workplace expert, the founder of Millennial Branding, and the author of the new book, Promote Yourself, The New Rules for Career Success. He made the Inc. Magazine 30 Under 30 in 2010 and the Forbes Magazine 30 Under 30 in 2012. His first book, Me 2.0, was a number one international bestseller and was translated into 13 languages. Woo, Dan, I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. You know, I'm somebody who has worked hard since the age of 13 years old. I had my first internship in high school, seven more in college. I had my own uh, consulting business doing website design uh, uh, for other small businesses in college. Uh, you know, just the overachiever, the one who doesn't give up. You know, for some of these, uh, some of the internships it took me like a year and a half to get into, like Reebok. You know, it took me eight months to get my job out of school. And I've, <laughs> it was three different jobs at the same company. I met 15 people. Um, and what I noticed during that time was that people were paying attention to the brands on my resume and not the smaller companies where I got the majority of my work experience. And so that, that was like the first point in time where I, I thought to myself, oh, brands matter. And I had been marking myself you know, during college with you know, business cards and websites and you know, a lot of the things that I, I still tell people to do today, which a lot of people aren't doing. And then once I got my job, I started a blog called Driven to Succeed, end of 2006. 2007, turned that into a personal branding blog um, after I read Tom Peters' Brand Called You article, which was in Fast Company Magazine 10 years before. And within six months, I had the blog, uh, you know, I, nights and weekends were me writing blog posts. I started a magazine called Personal Branding Magazine. I started an online TV show, Personal Branding TV. I started the Personal Brand Awards. I started writing articles for different outlets. I was doing basically everything I could think of during that six months. Fast Company profiled me. Uh, my company I was working for, Fortune 200 company, EMC Corporation, they didn't know what I was doing outside of work uh, until that Fast Company article hit. And then uh, I was able to create a, the first ever social media position back in 2007. That inspired the first book, Me 2.0, which is basically how to use social networks to advance your career. Uh, especially if you're a job seeker, and then, and then basically what happened was, you know, I turned that into a full business in January 2010. Then came across a big statistic that millennials would be 75 percent of the workforce by 2025. Uh, that really inspired me because I'm a millennial. I'm, I just turned 30, actually, born 1983. 
And from there, I kind of pursued this next book, a uh, new business model and just about everything. I just basically evolved everything I was doing while connecting it to what I had done previously. Uh, Millennials in the Workplace was the new platform. You know, first platform was personal branding. Um, and it took me over three years to get my second book deal, even after the, fir- the success of the first one. You know, people gave, got me overconfident and I learned the hard way, I guess. But, you know, I, I benefited from it because, you know, uh, the new book did well. So it took me over three years, fired two agents, hired four consultants, uh, three book proposals and almost didn't get the deal. Uh, last minute, I, I finally got a sponsor for my research in American Express. And uh, January, when they were de- debating, uh, St. Martin's Press was the last uh, publisher that I was interested in, when they were debating whether to sign me or not, you know, I had launched my first major research campaign, which went viral and kind of proved my worth from a marketing standpoint to them. And then, you know, just worked extremely hard, got the book upgraded from paperback to hardcover, um, you know, you know, worked hard, got it in multiple languages, you know, this one in a few languages. And then through my marketing campaign, which I launched in December of last year till now, and it's still going, of course, uh, made the book by myself without help, a New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller, number one book at Barnes and Nobles. Um, so if you go to bookstores, you'll see it. Airport, some airports have it. And uh, yeah, I've been through a lot. I've spoken to some of the big companies. You know, I've done, uh, I do about six research projects a year. So I'm up to, I think, 12 I've done so far. I've got one coming up next month on, uh, you know, millennials versus older generations relative to, you know, how they rate companies and different things like that and, and their preferences for jobs. Uh, so, you know, I'm really looking forward to, to what's going to happen. You know, I think a lot of my focus now is, is on, you know, what is the workplace going to look like when millennials are, are, you know, the managers and the executives there. And that to me is exciting because I think it's going to be transformational. Dan, I love how you started this interview off by saying that you've been working hard since the age of 13, because a lot of people are going to look at your resume here and say, wow, he was in Inc. Magazine's 30 Under 30 and Forbes Magazine's 30 Under 30. How did he do that? How did he get a number one international bestseller? The reality is you've been working hard. You've been working hard since 13. And that's really the key to so many entrepreneurs that I talk to's success is that work ethic, is that willingness to just put in the time, put in the effort, be consistent and be persistent. And Dan, you have a ton of great insights into the millennial generation, of which I'm a part of. So I'm really excited to hear more about that. And we're going to dive way into those insights later on into this interview. But before we do, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote because it really gets that motivational ball rolling, Dan. So take it away. Why leave your career to chance? Promote yourself. And, and the idea behind this is that you know so many people are waiting for things to happen. They think that They'll magically get an email and that'll change their life or, you know, you got to, you know, it just doesn't happen like that. You can't rely on anyone or anything. You have to be accountable for your career, take charge of your life and really make things happen uh, because it's all on you and no one will invest in you unless you invest in yourself first. Dan, give us one example of how you've invested in yourself first and how it did work out. You know, I think it, to me, it's about learning by doing. You know, by learning, learning the ropes of, of blogging and how I can build a network through that and, 
you know, get sponsors and, and really kind of, that was my, my path to, you know, being an entrepreneur, really, even though I was doing consulting previously. You know, I think that, I think spending time and, you know, I was, I've been working like 100 hours a week for years, um, making sacrifices uh, that other people won't. And to me, it's, it's the amount of time you invested to build the right skills that you think will be valuable and uh, use it as a learning opportunity. So I didn't really, you know, you end it, you start off not knowing what you're doing on anything for right. the most part. Um, and then through trial and error, you figure out what works, what doesn't work, and then you just do more of what works. Um, and then and then things change. So think about it, 2006, it's crazy because people, a lot of people don't believe it who are starting websites now. 2006, you start a blog, people will actually find that blog without you doing any, people will find you. Uh, now that doesn't work. Those strategies are different. So you have to, it's a lot more work. It's a lot, you know, there's, there's a lot of luck uh, and you have to do things in a different way. And so, you know, things will change and you'll have to adapt to those changes or you're going to be missing out on opportunities. So Dan, I know you've listened to a few episodes of Entrepreneur on Fire. So you know what really differentiates this podcast is the fact that we really do a deep dive into your journey as an entrepreneur. Because I want to hear not just about what you're doing right now and what's successful for you right now. I want to hear about the failures and the aha moments and the success stories that you've had along the way. So let's start back with a failure. At some point in your journey, you did fail. And we've all failed multiple times as entrepreneurs, but I really want you to pick out one story that you feel would really be powerful for Fire Nation. Share that story with us and the lessons you learned. It's interesting people ask ask this question. I actually ask a lot. I've interviewed 1,200 people. Um, and it's interesting because I don't look at any of this as failure. I mean, to me, it's like I'm, uh, I'm back in elementary school playing in the playground and, <laughs> and just kind of learning, <laughs> learning as I go, learning about myself, learning about the people around me. If things work out, things don't work out. You know, I would say, you know, I had to shut down my magazine a few years ago uh, because you know, I built it, right? But I didn't build it in the most scalable way possible. Um, you know, I had all these contributors and managing it. This was like a quarterly magazine and it was a lot more work than I anticipated. And, you know, I think the big thing with me and the, the thing that I always think about is, you know, just go, you know, once you start losing interest or once something becomes a chore, that's when you have to shut it down and do something else. Um, and so for me, you know, when, when, it became more of a thing that I didn't really care as much. and It was more of a chore, but that was a signal that I had to, I couldn't do it anymore. And that if I did, the quality would drop and thus it would hurt, it would hurt my reputation and the brand that I had created. So to me, I think it's, you know, really important for people to recognize that, you know, recognize your, you know, how your emotions come into play when you work on different things. You know, Marcus Buckingham is like, you know, you know, when you do certain activities, if you feel really good about them, uh, you should stick to those and focus more on those. And that that's really what I do is, you know, I'll, I'll change, you know, if I lose interest in, you know, one-on-one -on -one consulting with personal branding like I had done, for me, that's a, that's a sign that I need to do something different. Um, and so I think the ability to constantly reinvent yourself, get new skills, try new things, is uh, what people get, get alive. Like, think about it from a writing perspective. If you're writing about the same thing, you know, year over year, it gets really harder. Like, so when, when people hire me to, you know, speak my personal writing, like I'm going, I'm going this weekend, 
and speaking in Baltimore, you know, I'm excited about it at some level, but I'm, I'm already on the next topic in my head and I'm much more excited about that. Um, so I think that it's not like you should shy away from what you've done in the past, but I think that, you know, once you get to a certain point, you really have to, you know, focus on the new stuff because that's what's going to get you excited and people will notice that and they'll want to, you know, hire you and engage with you. So Dan, one thing that we hear over and over again as entrepreneurs is that persistence and determination seem to win out. It's those people that got through those dips, got through those valleys that saw the sunlight on the other side of that. But then we have the other side of the spectrum with the dip with Seth Godin talks about, listen, sometimes you do need to get through that dip, but sometimes you just need to cut ties and move into a different direction and stop wasting your time and energy into something that's not really going to work out in the end. So, Talk to us a little bit about that, because you've shared how you do cut ties and move into different things when they become a chore, but how can entrepreneurs that are listening right now really identify if it's time for them to move into a different direction to pivot, or maybe just put their head down and continue to plow forward? I think Mark Cuban said it really well, follow your energy, where you're putting your energy is you know, usually what, where you think the opportunity is mentally and where you're really passionate about you know, those type of things. You know, that comes into play. So I think that, you know, you got to analyze what you're doing and you don't want to overextend yourself. That's a problem that a lot of entrepreneurs have. You know, I think that's probably why like, Daniel Goldman has a book coming out called uh, Focus, which I think, you know, part of me, I almost wanted to write, <laughs> but I'm not the best case study for it. You know, you just want to, you end up wanting to do everything. You get these emails from all these different people and you overextend yourself and then, you know, you won't be able to deliver, you know, 100%. And so that really hurts you. And that's a big mistake that entrepreneurs make. So, you know, as, as you see opportunities, think about where you want to put your energy, how much energy you want to put into it, and how much you can really take on. Because the more you take on, the harder it's going to be. Um, I think the other issue is a lot of people have problems, including myself, with work-life balance. I mean, it's really hard, especially as an entrepreneur. Um... So I think, you know, people need to, you know, make the necessary sacrifices and then once they feel like they're at a, you know, a good level to have some sort of balance and, and to, uh, to maintain that because otherwise it can be really harmful to you and then hurt your business because you're unhappy. So it's really interesting. I think, you know, that's a big topic, especially those, those two are some of the biggest topics today is, you know, focus and then balance. And I think... Almost every entrepreneur I know has a difficulty with both, including myself. Well, Fire Nation is well aware that my favorite word is focus. And I've actually heard an acronym years back with this word that I always talk about on this show for focus, which is follow one course until success. But I love coupling that with Mark Cuban's follow your energy because that is so true. What is pulling you? What's drawing you in which direction? Really listen to yourself. Listen to your gut. Listen to your passions and follow those because that's where you're going to be able to pour yourself into. In those situations when you do hit a dip, if you're following your energy, you're going to have enough stamina to get through that because that's where your energy lies. And so I think both of those things are really powerful. Thanks for bringing those up, Dan. And what I'd like to do now is move into another part of your journey because you've been doing this since 13. You're 
you're an entrepreneur that's only 30 years old, but I mean, you have a 17-year track record, a 17-year journey of ups, of downs, of pivots. Let's talk about an aha moment you had. Dan, take us to a moment when you really had a light bulb go off in your mind about something that you took action on, and what steps did you take to turn that light bulb moment into success? You know, I think that I noticed a lot about myself in college about how I was, you know, marketing and presenting myself. When I would go into, you know, these interviews, I'd have a CD, and that dates me saying that I had a CD, but basically a CD portfolio of work and everything I had done. But that was and cutting I, edge at the time. Yeah, and then I would have, and then I would have, uh, you know, a CD cover with the company's name on it. I would just, like, customize everything by myself, and, and they always said, like this one's a keeper and this is so interesting and no one's done it before. And so that was like a kind of a trigger as well. Uh, leaving business cards behind was a trigger. Like everything I had done in those interviews, like, you know, I kept getting those type of reactions, you know, and then again, when I was trying to get a job at EMC, they noticed the brand Reebok and I was like, brand's open door. And so I really got a sense of, of branding and, uh, you know, self-promotion, self-marketing, you know, earlier on. And then the second that I saw there was even some traction on blogs, I meet when most people were like, oh, these are great for, you know, you know, interacting with my college friends or just building like kind of like a social network of, of uh, you know, people I want to keep in touch with. Immediately when I was doing it, it was very career focused. It was, I know that these networks and blogs and all of this social media stuff is going to really, really be important when it comes to developing one's career. Um, and I was probably one of the first people to think about that and really be aggressive on it and really go, go all in because, because to me it's natural, it's natural progression of how people are developing their careers are going to be online. I think of how many people have gotten jobs and have, uh, you know, become superstars based on, you know, what they put out there online and, you know, with uh, content. So to me, you know, earlier 2006, early 2007, you know, saw that opportunity and then to me that gave me enough confidence, you know, like identifying that trend and how I was seeing that trend and, and then I just went all in and this trend of millennials becoming, you know, the majority of corporations. In, in, by 2025, to me, that's an obvious one, too, because it's guaranteed to happen. <laughs> and when something you feel like, like it's basically guaranteed to happen, it's easier to be confident. It's easier to, like, really double down and, and you know, go all out and really invest your time in that area. Uh, so when a lot of people say, oh, you know, entrepreneurs take risks, and I think it's one thing to take a risk. But another thing to really, really identify the market um, and just see where it's going and then, once you have enough information and you feel really confident to really just put it all on. Because, you know, a lot of people will put 25% of the energy here and 25% of the energy there. For me, it's about 100% of the energy, more than 100% of the energy on one thing, mastering it. And then, you know, if something else comes along and I'm conditioned to be successful at it, doing the same thing yet. So, again, personal branding, spent years mastering that, spending all my time seven days a week doing it, and now millennials in the workplace, putting all my energy into that. And so that's the only way you can, you know, do a Malcolm Gladwell sales that says is, uh, you know, being an outlier, working with that, doing, putting in a thousand hours into some topic or skill, 
for me, that, that's what I do. I'll just completely invest in one topic, master it, and then move on. Uh, but everything I choose has to be related, and that to me is extremely important because then I can create a better story. You know, because transitioning from personal branding to millennials in the workplace is pretty easy because millennials are the ones who are most connected to branding themselves and using these networks, and they're, they're, you know, they're all, all over these networks doing this already and thinking about this and creating websites and Tumblr blogs and whatnot. Um, and then the next thing will be the future of work, and the future of work is millennials, so I can draw a connection there and tell, tell a better story. So it's not like I'm opening like a restaurant or anything, or um, it's not like you know, I'm getting involved in like some financial topic or investing topic. It's, it's uh, fairly consistent, and everything is connected and builds off one another. And to me, that's really important because then you know, I have a, a, a you know, better knowledge across, across the board. I love that phrase, go all in. Time and time again, an entrepreneur on fire, the guests are always talking about that time that they just really put 100% focus and 100% effort into one niche. And this wasn't a wide open niche. This was something that they really niched down into. And then they dominated that niche because of it, because nobody else was putting that much effort, that much focus into that small of a niche. And they were able to dominate that category. For me, it was Entrepreneur on Fire. It was being the only seven-day-a-week podcast. For you, it's going all in and being the millennial guy and other things. And and that's really what I want to get into now, Dan, is present day, these times, Talk to Fire Nation about what's exciting you right now. What do you have going on that you want to share with us? I actually was just in touch with my publisher, so it's looking like I'm going to be doing a paperback edition of the book. So the thought now is to release it in September and have it focused on an additional chapter focused on helping college students promote themselves, meaning that you know, a lot of students are graduating without a job, so how do you bridge that gap? How do you give them the kind of information that's going to set them apart in a big way? And so, you know, right now the book is set up, so once you have a job, it teaches you how to be successful. So this extra chapter is going to transition people from, you know, college to the working world, and then they can use the book for the next, you know, 10 years. That That's one thing that I've already in talks with, um, so excited about a lot of traveling and speaking that I'm going to be doing. Uh, this new research project I'm doing with Payscale next month is going to be huge. The last one was like covered in like, I don't know, 300 outlets like CNN and it was just a huge deal. Uh, and this one's going to be even bigger. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited for vacations, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to do the marketing campaign I did was insane. I mean, it's pretty exciting that, you know, all the publishers were betting against me for years and years. And then I did my own campaign, worked wildly hard and made it successful. So, you know, that feels good. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be working on some really cool stuff next year that I'm excited about. I can't really spill everything, but I mean, one of the things is, you know, I really believe, and LinkedIn has kind of put their cards forward to show this too, is that people are going to be developing their careers earlier in life. And so that's one topic I really want to, you know, research and, and talk about next year. Because that's what I did, and I, I feel like more and more people are going to have to do that in order to get into college, in order to compete in the future. And that, that's part of the reason why LinkedIn now, I think you can sign up if you're 16. 
So uh, they're already thinking like that. Um, it's still early, but I feel like that's the future. And it's sad. In a sense, it's, it's kind of how things are, but it's sad at the same time. And this is how I think is that, you know, those you, you want to spend, uh, you know, your childhood having fun and doing those things and not have to worry about this stuff. But the world has changed. The world has changed. And everyone in the world has to adapt to that change. And that's why, you know, that's part of why I wrote the new book, Promote Yourself, is because I'm, I'm trying to share what I've learned and what I've experienced and researched and kind of shed light on that because, you know, if you don't, if you don't recognize these changes, you won't be prepared and, and you'll miss out on the opportunities and you just can't afford to do that anymore. You can't afford to do the, more, the bare minimum and get ahead at work. It just, it just doesn't work. You know, it's, it's a, a technique that will not get you ahead now. So you just have to, you have to put more effort in. The reality is when I, when I talk or when I write or whatever I do, it always comes down and everyone is always responds like, oh, so I have to do more work. Yeah, there's no escape. There's literally no escape. I can't, I can't tell you anything else but the truth. And the truth is you have to be more than your job description. You have to go above and beyond what's asked. You have to you know, spend time outside of work meeting new people and, and gaining new skills and learning as much as you can. Um, and a lot of people want to hear, some people want to hear it, the really ambitious ones, but the people who are, are trying to just coast, they don't want to hear it um, because it's a rude awakening. It's just a, kind of like a call to arms, like you have to get on this right now. You have to you know, make this difference in your life and change, change your, uh, the way you learn and how you spend your time if you want to make it. Dan, where's the easy button? <laughs> it just does not exist. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, honestly, it's, and the thing is, when, you, when I meet people who work hard, I mean, it's, I just I have so much more appreciation for them. Well, you know, there's this guy, he drives like a, like a very nice sports car. He lives around, like I live on Newbury Street, so there's a lot of nice cars here. And this guy here is like an Austin Martin, it's like beautiful and whatnot. But he doesn't even have a job. His parents just buy him things. So you know, how much respect can you have for someone like that? You know what I mean? And so I think it's about finding people who are like you, you know, finding people who have work ethic because then, like, I know, like, a lot of my friends never thought, two of my friends, like, you know, my friend Joel and Bill, they never thought they'd ever write a book, they never even think about it. But through what I've done, you know, you know, and through, you know, my mentoring and everything, that they, they're going to be doing it. You know, Bill already released his book, and Joel has a book coming out, I think it's early next year. Uh, so surrounding yourself with the right people is essential because they're going to be the ones who truly motivate you. And that's one of the lessons that I've learned. I don't always do it. I think I have a lot of self-motivation, and that helps me. You know, I work from home. You know, I can just, I can just do it. And, and why do I do it is because, you know, I think everyone needs a personal mission. And for me, I just noticed through research and experience that, you know, job market's really bad for millennials. You know, it's like one out of every two millennials doesn't have a job. Um, so for me, it's it's something that I feel like I can really help on because it's, it's my strengths. And so to help millennials succeed, it just makes sense because I'm one of them and I figured it out. You know, so, so I can really connect to the audience and help them and because I'm one of them. And most people who try and talk about the topic of millennials in the workplace are not millennials. So that's another differentiator that I have as well, is I'm one of them, and I think it's really powerful. 
And you're not afraid to say it. I was listening to one of your speeches before we got on the line here, and you got up on stage, and you said, yeah, I'm a millennial, unlike all you old people out there. (laughs) Yeah, I get in trouble sometimes, but I just try and have fun with it. That was fun. That was great. And these are all great insights, Dan. And, And here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we are huge believers of that Jim Rohn philosophy of you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So listeners, who are you spending the most time with? How is your average looking right now? If you could take out number five and add in a new top number one, think of how much that would improve your average and how much that would just bring you up. Like all ships rise in a high tide. Make your own high tide. So Dan, we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. New year, new strategies, new goals, new business. Don't start 2014 out with a bunch of unnecessary stress. All you have to do is plan a little. All businesses start somewhere, right? I know, there are several boxes to check first, but I have some great resources to help you out along the way. One of the most important things that you can do when you're first starting out is to follow your business paperwork and take a look at trademarks. I know just a partner who can help. Legal Zoom. Legal Zoom has been around for over 12 years and they can help start and maintain businesses with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. Don't worry. Legal Zoom will be there to help you from start to finish. Legal Zoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. For even more savings, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. If you're a parent or entrepreneur, then visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. Think you need a business with hundreds of people to make yourself a big deal? Think again. Today, resources abound. And with the help of virtual assistants, contractors, and services like eVoice, we can better manage our workflow and processes for optimal effectiveness in every area of our business. Not sure what the heck I'm talking about? Well, have you ever called in for help with a product or service you just purchased, or even just to ask a question about something you saw on someone's website? It's pretty annoying when you call in and then you're tossed around on the airways for five, even 10 minutes before you actually land on the line with someone who can help, right? Well, this would never happen again with eVoice because you can set up call routing and even create your own dial-by-name directory, making it easy for your callers to connect with the right person the very first time. Ready to learn more? Go to evoice.com, enter FIRE at checkout for $5 off every month forever. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. We've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Definitely. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I think it's the same for everyone. You know, it's fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear that things might not work out. Fear of, you know, having to move back with your parents. You know, I think that for me it's different because, you know, everything has been really calculated for a long time. So, you know, for me, I had a full-time job. I was doing sacrificing nights and weekends. And then when things were... were, were uh, you know, in good shape and I can project revenue and, you know, getting inquiries. Then I, I started the business. So, you know, I kind of eliminated the fear through a strategy, basically. Um, and I think that other people can do the same. You know, I think we're in the world of what I call career diversity. Now, you know, the career diversity, people who are, you know, freelancing or starting their own business, they have to 
great advantage in this economy because if you lose one client, you have other ones that can help help you and, and bond you and you know, make you not have to move and pack with your parents. So I think you know people who just have one job and then go home and don't do anything else, they're at the most risk right now because they have nothing to fall back on and a lot of their job is out of their control. You know, the company could be acquired, merged with another company or, you know, they, the company might not be doing well, do layoffs and, or not need that department anymore. Um, and that could just happen tomorrow. You know, do other things outside of your, outside of what you hired to do if you want to kind of exist and, and uh, be successful. And it's sad to say that because a lot of people are like, oh, well, when, when I come home, when I want to come home from work, you know, I just want to walk a dog and you know, be with my girlfriend or whatnot. And the reality is that all you do is have one job and one source of income and then come home. And it's just so risky now. It's hard to even tell people to do that with a straight face. And I see a lot of millennials that they'll have, you know, such as you said, they'll have like passion projects. They'll do things that they really enjoy outside of work. Um, and they do it for, you know, I think they do it more for, they have meaning in that work and they, or they don't really get fulfillment out of their job. But I think it benefits them because, you know, if one thing doesn't work out, you have the other. And then you can follow your energy. So, Dan, what's the best advice you've ever received? David Mirren Scott, he told me to market my book before it came out, over a year before it came out for the first book. That saved everything. If, you know, because most people, when you go into the publishing world, you expect you expect the publisher to do the marketing. My publisher, I mean, my publisher didn't even get me one press clip, not one, not even on a blog. So it just shows you where the world is, and it kind of pushes you. And well, the publishing world is really training me to take things into my own hands too, because no one does anything besides the author. So for me, I just did, I did everything that worked because I was in control. I knew that I knew no one else was going to come through for me, and I just put the work in. Um, and I think that's the way to go now. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe attributes to your success? Definitely. I think it's, you know, it's like what you do. You have the same kind of ideas. You just meet people constantly. I meet one, at least one new person each day. Yes. So my network is, is really grown. And again, I've interviewed over 1,200 people, people from, you know, Larry King to Chelsea Handler to... Um, you know, Richard Branson to Trump to just a lot of different people. And so just constantly reaching out, not being afraid to reach out, connecting with people, figuring out how you can help them, and then uh, leveraging that to just grow a network. And so that, that habit that I have that a lot of people are like, oh, why are you doing that? Why are you putting so much time in? You know, people realize now that all of that time that I spent over the years, since 2006, really pays off over time. And it accumulates and it helps helps you, uh, you know, build a network, which, which will end up growing your career at the highest level possible. Dan, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, you know what, I, I like LinkedIn today a lot. You know, I typically recommend that because it makes life easier. You know, the, the days of, you know, doing RSS and following a million blogs, I mean, it just you just can't manage that. But because LinkedIn... You know, collects the most shared articles on LinkedIn in a day and then categorizes it, they kind of does the work for you and it saves you time. And, and the reality is, as we're forced to do more and more work and stay relevant as technology is changing, we, only, we still only have 24 hours in a day. So the people who 
know how to effectively use that time each day, are going to win. And using these type of tools will help you do that. In Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com slash Dan Shawbell. Dan, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, besides Promote Yourself, which will be featured on the show notes page, what would it be? Give and Take by Adam Grant, definitely up there. Because, I mean, I almost wish I could, I would have written that book. Because it's just, <laughs> it's just, you have to, that, that's just, that principle is just the most important principle in life. You know, and it's, Something that I'd say 50% of the reason why I'm here is because, you know, the mentality I've had is help other people out before I ask them for anything in return and people will want to help you out. That one idea is probably the most important idea in business and life. So, you know, I think that book's really powerful. You know, in terms of people to follow, I would say Tom Peters, hands down, is like the person, if I could... I would pay probably a thousand dollars to sit down with Tom Peters at this point. I've interviewed him before years and years. He won't do interviews anymore, but um, you know that guy. I mean, he's had such an impact in my life that like money doesn't matter at that point, you know. And I would say he's great. I think you know at some level, I think you know. I think you had Gary Vaynerchuk on your show. He has a new book. I actually just got an advanced copy. I think you know. And jab, 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 hook. Yeah, and I I read a few pages and it's. Definitely in terms of uh, actually learning, applying, you know, what he said, it's much, much better than the previous books because he gives you so many case studies that it just kind of illustrates exactly how to go about doing it. So he definitely took everything up a notch with this one from what I've seen so far. Love it, Dan. Well, we can't overwhelm Fire Nation because with a seven-day-a-week podcast, I really try to keep it to one recommendation because they're already scribbling all this great information <laughs> down. So in Fire Nation, you do know that you love audio. So if you want to get the audio version of any of these books that Dan's mentioned, go to eofirebook.com. You can get that audiobook for free. And Dan, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelters taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Yeah, I think nothing would change. It would just be, it would just be, I would keep doing what I was doing, you know, 500, you know, $500, you know, start the blog, you start writing every day, you need to sacrifices. You know, I just replicate. I'd replicate what I had done when I first started, except I'd you know probably work harder and I'd have to use some of what I've learned, you know, now to my advantage because things have changed. Um, so I'd start the blog. I'd start building a community around a topic, you know, whether it's future workplace, whether it's something I've done in the past or something else like that catches my eye, and then you know use the blog as a as a platform, a jumping off point to. You know, do, you know, some consulting work, um, turn that into, eventually turn that into some sort of book and then use that in order to do more speaking and training and other things. So I would just, I would basically, I would, what I've done, I mean, it's not like I've spent like a million dollars to start this company or anything. I started with almost, I started with basically nothing, um, besides the website. And so, you know, it's, you know, it's everything I've done can be done within that $500 anyway. Dan, am I stretching a little bit by saying that you would start this new empire with hard work? 
<laughs> there is no empire without the hard work. So you have no, there's not like, you, the thing is, you don't have a choice. Yeah. You know, people think that, oh, do I work harder? And I, work. I mean, there is no choice. You either, you either work hard or you don't get anywhere. Well, Dan, it has truly been a pleasure chatting with you today. It is rare that I get to talk to somebody who's interviewed more people than I have. I'm almost at 400 entrepreneurs now, and you're triple that, so it's not even close. 400 since when? Um, Since September of 2012. Pretty good. Thanks, Dan. Continue at this rate. I, I could be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me two more years and I'll be at 1,200. So then we'll talk again. But I'm sure you'll be at 2,000 by then. And Dan, Fire Nation is well aware that they can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab. You are hanging out in the archives. We also have a great search bar. Just type in the word Dan. Dan Shaw Bell will pop right up. And Dan, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you very much. Are you ready to start your own business, but you're not sure where to begin? If you're looking for one killer resource to help you along the way, then I'd like to invite you to join me on The Fire Path, where your passion and our guidance unite. Just visit thefirepath.com to sign up for our exclusive weekly email and you'll receive our most comprehensive business startup series yet. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 